Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Wizard Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Fantasy Troll Pika and Brendan the Bard. I messed that up. Ooh. Andrew, you are dopes. Brendan, yeah. you are Pika. <laughs> Trying something new this week. <laughs> Is I'm going to come up with a weird intro with yeah. three nicknames for us. I'm going to have you and Brendan try to figure out how it ties in. So, Brian okay. the Wizard Corgan, Wizard. Andrew the Fantasy Football Troll, Dobes, troll. and Brendan the Bard Pika. Bard. Uh, I don't bard. know what a bard is, but I'm going to say Lord of the Rings. Very close. This Ooh. week's inspiration is a, you know, similar to fantasy football. It is for numbers nerds. It is Dungeons and Dragons yeah, related. Dragon. Oh, close. You were close. We'll That's see what we get close. next week. I think that was fun. We'll see how it goes. It was a good time. Week seven. Um, yeah. Pretty funny. A lot of teams crazy. sucked. And yeah. it was kind of hard to be good this week. There were a lot of busts. A lot of fantasy upsets as well. Really low uh, scoring fantasy wise. Not a whole lot of upsets. Um, mm. I don't want to tease you too much for this. Yeah. But I'm also going to let everybody know we're going to do a weekly weekly bit where we review split decisions we had with game predictions between Andrew and myself. In the, this yeah. past week we the had week preview. Yes, we we had six uh decisions that we were split on uh so for example the vikings game you picked yeah. the vikings mm-hmm. i picked the lions you won that one obviously but overall i beat you five to one when it came yeah. to predicting games yeah so looking I, looking back at this uh i i made some bad decisions but you know what made i'm some sure you'll beat me next week i went uh, so. i went against my cowboys and my ravens yeah, I, I, I don't well, know. Ravens won, about. so that one turned out pretty well. Yeah, no, but I went against them though. <laughs> no, I bet against. I, I thought Seahawks was gonna win, and then I thought <sighs> that the Cowboys uh, were gonna lose to the Eagles. So yeah, yeah, that was that. That was a rough one. The why Eagles do I go against lower than a diabetic yeah, blood sugar? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's fun. So yep. we'll keep we'll keep, we'll be keeping track of that moving forward. It'll be fun for you and I to compete in mm-hmm. just another way. Uh. I think we should talk about the updated NFL power rankings. Yeah. There's a lot of movers and shakers between injuries, bad performances. And I think there's some relation between fantasy football goodness and where these teams kind of stack up, which mm-hmm. I guess is obvious, but it's worth bringing up. Uh, number one, we have the Patriots. Number two, we yeah. have the Saints. Three is the 49ers. Packers, of course, number four. And Vikings are number five. Number five, man. Um, yeah, awesome. there's a lot of fantasy relevance in these on these teams. Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest surprise is the 49ers. They haven't been all that productive with fantasy football, but they're a really good team, mostly because of their defense. Yeah, and they just signed Manuel Sanders today. They just traded with the Broncos. So they got another wide receiver. Who, what's going to happen there? I mean, he's obviously going to be the clear wide receiver one now. So I'm really excited for this offense. Uh, I was way wrong on their predictions earlier this season. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, we were we were both way wrong. Did not expect this uh, this much from the 49ers, but boy, they're fun to watch, especially their defense. Yeah, and we were both right with the Packers and Vikings. So yep. uh, that was fun. Uh, I do want to give another update. The Patriots did trade for Mohamed Sanu. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, I really don't know. I'm going to reserve my predictions for how he performs based on Josh Gordon's status. Yeah. I think that's up in the air and a yeah. reason for the trade. 
So we'll hold our kind of predictions for Sunu until yeah, we'll, uh, the weekly preview. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in the preview, but yeah, it's confusing on, I don't know where to rank him in the wide receiver chart. Right. But, that, you know. Man, big moves. That was, yeah. that was an exciting day for Crazy. sure. Um, let's just jump right into the uh, weekly rewind. Yeah. Let's start with the Houston Texans who lost to the Indianapolis Colts in what I think was a somewhat of an upset. Uh, it, it was a close call. Yeah, it was. It could have gone back and forth. Um, we both picked Texans to win that, so we were both right. So go us. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> the Texans didn't win. What am I talking about? No, no. See, oh, it my seems gosh. like it was so straightforward. Yeah, no, I thought it was going to be a blowout. Uh, of yeah. the Colts by the Texans. Yep. But the Colts, you know, I think they are coached so well. They really have done a phenomenal job on the defense. And because of that superb O-line, they really can run down the clock. Brissett uh, so stepped kinda... it up this season too. Oh, and Brissett has been a superstar. Yeah. You know, he threw for over 300 yards, had four touchdowns. I think he's quietly becoming a really, really solid fantasy mm-hmm. football option. He's really under the radar. Yeah, I agree. I think he is the... I think he's in the top 10. He's the fourth. He was the fourth best quarterback this week. And he is 15th best of the season. So really not bad for what we presume to be a backup quarterback in that starting position. Yeah. And he really was the the superstar of this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, T.Y. Hilton went for a touchdown. Eric Ebron touchdown. And some guy named Zach Piskel had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. That was weird. Um (laughs) <laughs> that was super weird. That was weird. I think the main takeaway is Brissett is talented enough to elevate all the skilled players. Yeah. After Luck retired, there's a lot of questions as to if this Colts team could perform. The answer is a resounding yes. They're legit. Um, truly, I think every skill player is a start. Uh, Brissett is, I think he's a back-end QB1. Marlon, yeah. Ma- Marlon Mack didn't have a great game, but it was more of a, a throwing game uh, for the Colts. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a... Do you think he has RB1 value rest of season? Uh very if he does it's going to be very low end RB1. Um Yeah. Yeah. He's 20th best running back of the season. I think that he fits better. I would be more comfortable putting him at RB2 at the moment. Yeah, I think he's a high RB2 rest of season. Yeah. Uh TY Hilton still extremely productive. Yep. I think the main question on this team is Eric Ebron. You know, he does have a history of fantasy relevance, but he also has a history of fantasy disappointment. So I think he's one of those, you put him in your lineup, I think he has a better chance than most to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. but it, it's pretty hit or miss with that guy. So definitely really hit or miss, nothing it, in between. There's not an okay game for Ebron. It's either he scores a touchdown and 50 plus yards or zero catches. Yeah, so you know it really comes down to a roll of the dice. Moving over to the Texans side of the ball, I think the main story is finally DeAndre Hopkins comes back. He's back, he's back. Yes. You know yes. he had twelve targets. Really happy to see that. Mm-hmm. His lowest target total this season was seven. That was the lowest he's had. Other than that, he's either had uh, eight targets per game, twelve targets per game, and he had thirteen targets one of the games. Wow. You know, really happy to see him that involved. You know, there was obviously going to be bounce back. It was just weird waiting for it to happen. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Also, Will Fuller left this game with a hamstring injury. I think that elevates DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that makes Kenny Stills all that much more valuable. And he had a great game too. Four receptions, 105 yards. I mean, for for a player like Kenny Stills, you don't expect much. But 
if you put him in like a flex position, that's perfect. That's what you want. Well, and I think this is worth mentioning. Kenny Stills was fantasy relevant with Ryan freaking Tannehill. So obviously Deshaun Watson is a huge step up (laughs) from Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, no, Kenny Stills, I think he is a great flex player. Mm -hmm. He does have that huge upside. And especially if he is stepping into the void left by Will Fuller. Yeah. I think that's a good combination. Darren Fells was a disappointment, but he was kind of a dart throw as is Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson. Disappointing game. You know, he only threw for, okay, I guess only is relative over 300 yards, but he only had one touchdown. Yeah. The interceptions he threw two. that that's what really did it there. But I think if you get rid of those interceptions, that's a solid game for him. Yeah. I think, you know, I think those are all the takeaways from this game. Anything Mm -hmm. else you feel that's worth mentioning? Ah, That's all. I think, I think, uh, Hopkins and Kenny Stills, their value goes up a lot. Um, yeah, that's about it. Let's move on. I I dig it. Uh, next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who beat mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's start with the Bengals. We were right this time. Yeah. You know, it only double, takes one. I double-checked. I double-checked. <laughs> we're right this time. Uh, the Bengals, you know, are the laughing stock of the NFL right now. Uh, yeah. Andy Dalton looks horrendous. He threw three picks. <laughs> it was rough. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon had 10 carries for two yards. He had one reception for two yards and was lucky enough to fall into a touchdown. Yeah, that would be atrocious if he didn't have that touchdown. Yeah. Four the, total yards. Yeah. Um, oh. Andy Dalton did steal a goal line carry. However, yep. I do want to bring up a lot of people uh, who drafted Mixon thinking they had a starter. You know, they've been wrestling with, should I start him? Should I mm-hmm. not start him? Up until this point, we've been saying stardom. You know, his talent should outweigh the situation. Yep. I, I can't speak for you, I but know at where least for myself, going. I don't think I can tell Brendan one more time to start Joe Mixon. Yeah, I <sighs> I think I got to agree with you on that one. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's just not working out anymore. He, he had one good week. He had one good week, and I think that's his upside of the season. I I mean, he he's just not performing well at all, and I would be comfortable benching him for next week yeah i i still think he has incredible game-breaking talent but if i'm a joe mixon owner i'd rather see him go off on my bench yeah. and then hand then have him destroy my lineup if you need a win i i just he he's not gonna win you a game so i would bench him from now on especially if they're going up against the rams next week yeah i don't think there's really anything else special on this Bengals team no um, really everybody disappointed and i think that should be no, it's just the story going forward. I think bench your Bengals. It's it's sad that I would rather start a couple Miami Dolphins over Cincinnati Bengals. That's gross, but yep. you know I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that later. Oh, but yeah. I'm with you. Uh, over on the Jaguar side of the ball, Minshew, I think, has taken a step back these past couple mm-hmm. games. Um, you know, he did fine. He's a really good game manager, but I don't think he's much of a streamer at this point. Um, you know, I think the stars of the show... Leonard Fournette did what we expected him to. He yep. carved him up. 29 carries. He got the volume for 131 yards. That There's the production. As we would we like to see a touchdown, yep. but talent, opportunity, mm-hmm. gotta love it. He's a running back one. Yep. Rest of season. Uh, D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark. D.J. Chark uh, was stopped on the one, so he very easily could have slash should have had a touchdown added yeah. on to that. That would be but nice. D.D. Westbrook. 54 yards and a touchdown. That's yep, yeah, I think you still start him with confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be the ebb and flow of the wide receiver position. Yeah. But D.D. Westbrook had six receptions for 103 yards. 
Do you think D.D. Westbrook is ahead of D.J. Chark right now, even though D.J. Chark has had the, uh, you know, has had the production so far? It looked like D.D. Westbrook might have taken the lead. Yeah, I think it was just this game. Um, I'm looking at the stats for the last four weeks, and they're pretty even. They both have exactly 304 receiving yards, uh, and Westbrook has been, you know, he he caught the ball three more times than D.J. Chark, but Chark is getting. I think he's getting more of the red zone opportunity. Chark has two touchdowns in the last four weeks. D.D. Westbrook zero. So I think they're they're very, very similar, and it's really a toss-up. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. Uh, I think they are close. If you picked up D.D. Westbrook off waivers, I think you do have a pretty startable yeah. asset. Uh, but D.J. Chark is still the, the wide receiver I would prefer in this situation. Yeah, he gets more touchdowns. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. Well, took on, rather. Uh, Dolphins put up a fight. I was surprised. I was kind of expecting the Bills to walk away with this one uh, Uh by a pretty huge margin, but the Dolphins showed up ready to play. They did not make it easy. Putting up a fight for the last couple of weeks. Like they've been, they've been trying to score as much as they can. And it's actually (laughs) really fun to watch. I mean, yeah, good analysis. Thank you. They didn't, they didn't look like they cared for the first couple of weeks. Now it looks like they're actually trying, (laughs) you know, it, it seems like people have caught on, uh, people thought that they oh they're just tanking for Tua and now they're like oh let's try to show them that we're kind of trying. Well, and I think there's a reason for that. It's called Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, he's not a great quarterback by any means, but especially fantasy he, wise. Especially fantasy, yeah. but you know he is good for fantasy in the sense that I don't think he cares. <laughs> like he'll know he'll get a job somewhere else. He's, so take he's not risk. afraid to sling it. Yeah, yeah. You know we'll start with the Dolphins. Uh, Kalen uh, Balage took a hold of the. Well, I'm not gonna say took a hold. I'll say it this way. Kenyon Drake took a step back. He does not seem to be the lead anymore. Even though Kalen Balazs scored the touchdown, this looks like Mark Walton's, you know, backfield. It's not one that I'd be all that interested in, Mm -hmm. but I think Mark Walton is the standout. If he had to own one of the running backs, I think it's Mark Walton, which is crazy because crazy at at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, who are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Devontae Parker, you know, I, I don't think he's that much of a starter moving forward, but I suggested, you know, this past week he might be a worthy streamer. Mm-hmm. He delivered five receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. If you had the huevos to start Devontae Parker, nice. congratulations. You had a serviceable game. But I think you want to talk about Preston Williams, this yeah. other asset, who might be more worthwhile moving forward. Yeah, he is a free agent that I would really recommend picking up. Um, he's only owned in 7.5% of the leagues and he's got the most receptions and more receiving yards, uh, than Devontae Parker. So the only issue is he's not getting the touchdowns. That's what worries me. If, if he can get the touchdowns, if Preston Williams can get the touchdowns instead of Devontae Parker, he's going to be amazing. So Preston Williams has got 314 total yards, receiving yards and a touchdown for the year. Um, you know, 30 more than Devontae Parker. So I think that he's a really good option, especially, you know, he, he he's the wide receiver too. So if you're playing up against a, a defense with a really good corner, you know, if Devontae Parker is getting covered a lot, they're going to look somewhere else. So I think Preston Williams uh, is really good. He's averaging 9.7 points a game, which really is all you want for like a flex unknown, you know, free agent signing. Are you starting Williams or is he one of those? Keep him on your bench. See how he turns oh, out. It, it's tough. Uh, it really, I would, I would think about playing. I would recommend playing matchups, but it's the dolphins. So anyone that match up against is going to be pretty tough. Um, 
I would say wait one more week. I would say wait one more week. They're going up against the Steelers next week. I would bench them uh, until week nine against the Jets. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, over to the Bills side of the ball. It was a good week and a disappointment yeah. for a lot of these players. I was expecting just an offensive blowout for mm-hmm. all these positions, but we'll start with the disappointments. Uh, Frank Gore had 11 carries for 55 yards. Yeah. Devin Singletary, you know, really threw a wrench in everybody's plans. Mm-hmm. Seven carries for 26 yards. Unfortunately, this is still Frank Gore's backfield. Devin Singletary, I don't know if it's going to happen uh, rest of season. I, I was really hoping yeah. he would break out. We were but, so excited yeah. about him, and it's just not looking, it's not looking good anymore. Yeah, you know, I was hoping he'd be a flex, maybe mm-hmm. running back three. But, you know, until Frank Gore's out of the picture, I, I think he's... Keep him on your bench. See if the um, Bills give him the opportunity. Yep. But until Gore is out of the picture or this backfield changes hands for the RB1, I think he's bench. Yep, I agree. I agree. Let's talk about the fun part of the Buffalo Bills this week. Things that went well. Yes. Josh Allen, you know, you're not saying he's a great quarterback, but we are saying he's capable. He delivered with 202 throwing yards, two touchdowns, rushed for a serviceable number. Uh-huh. Uh, John Brown, I think, was the star of the show. Five receptions for 83 yards yeah. and a touchdown. And I do want to give a shout-out to Field Yates from ESPN. Here's a question for you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Only two players have at least 50 receiving yards in every single game this season. John Brown is one of them. <laughs> do you want to have a guess I, as to who the other receiver is? I know this one. I know, you know this, this one. one. I was it. looking at stats for John Brown because I was going to say he's a great, you know, he would be a great free agent to pick up because only 58% of leagues have him. Uh, Michael, which is ridiculous yeah, it's ridiculous it's insane because he like you said averaging at least 50 yards along with michael thomas michael Tom- that's pretty good company yeah. so john brown michael thomas two good players mm-hmm. um i have john brown in every single league i play in this year because i was pretty high in him yeah i was really happy to see him get this work you know i i think people are not really perceiving him to be a elite player and he's not an he's not an elite player but i think he's a legitimate wide receiver too and his schedule coming up is absolutely you know drool worthy yeah here is next couple matchups uh he has philadelphia washington the browns and the dolphins again oh that's that's a great three weeks (laughs) that's a pretty good uh upcoming schedule so great three weeks i would recommend honestly trading for brown a lot of people like i said he's not thought about as yeah. a great receiver. I think he's a really good receiver. I think he's a serviceable wide receiver two low end uh, or a really high wide receiver three exactly. with upside. That's where he's I a burner. Yep. Josh Allen can sling it. I like John Brown last week and I really like him moving forward. Me too. Me too. Uh, Andrew, you called Joe Beasley. Cole you know, Beasley. you caught the Beasles. What did I say? Joe Colt. They Joe? said Joe Beasley. Joe, Joe I think. cool. Joe Beasley. I think he said Joe Beasley. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Cole Beasley, yeah. I'm not going to say he went off, but he did just enough to be a good streamer. Yep. He had 16 yards and a touchdown. I don't expect him to be a streamable option moving forward. No, he was he playing, could do worse. He was playing He's got a Dolphins. good schedule. So yeah. that's why I really liked him. Whoever's playing the Dolphins, that's <laughs> you got to start almost everyone on that team. Yeah, you know, he does have a good schedule moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, like we just said with John Brown. So I think you could do worse with streaming options, yeah. but I'm not particularly excited about I'm him. I'm not that excited about him either. I mean, he he's bench worthy. He's definitely not start worthy. 
Yeah, uh, next up we had the Raiders who fell to the all-powerful Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I would say everybody could have seen this coming, I, uh, but not not you and Brendan. I cannot so. believe that you are still not, like, you predict that the Packers going 15-1, and one, which to me is insane, but they're still on track to do that. Yeah, I'm and I don't think they'll away. do that. You know, I, I no. will be very real. I don't think they're going to go 15-1. Either. and one. They should be if it wasn't for that damn loss against the Eagles. Seven. However, we're over it. We'll start with I the Packers because like I think that's a team I do understand. Yeah, you do. I I got this one wrong, yeah. honestly. But a big part of that is because I wasn't sure what kind of receiving options yep. uh, Rodgers was going to have. You know, MVS, Allison, and Graham, they, they were all very played. questionable all week. Yeah. They all played. And that was a big reason why... You know, Aaron Rodgers is who he is. Mm-hmm. He was the Aaron Rodgers was the number one overall fantasy football play from this past week. He had six total touchdowns, over 400 yards. That's awesome. You know, this is the kind of player Aaron Rodgers is. That is and I was, I was a little upset, afraid but... he was gone. Yeah, yeah, that is his upside. Yeah. But that just goes to show you, he is a freaking superstar. And I think this was a game where, you know, the head coach kind of let Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. do his thing. All you needed to do out. was complain about him, and then he had a good game. That's all you needed yeah, to do. Yeah, he, he crushed it. And I wasn't complaining about Rodgers. Rodgers is obviously amazing. Um, and I think he has a real case to be the best quarterback from NFL history. Wow. Um, there's some argument. <laughs> I know there's Tom Brady has the ring argument. There's a lot of skill. Argument. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a conversation yeah. for a different day. But Rodgers, you know, he's a locked and loaded QB1. This is upside. His only knock against him has been his receiving weapons. If they're healthy, I'm starting him regardless of All the right. matchup. Right. Um, yeah, I guess we can go more in depth with the options themselves. MVS, mm-hmm. you know, he's a boomer bust player. You know, he really does have huge booms, but you've also seen where he disappears. He boomed pretty so well this game. If Adams is healthy, he's a top three receiver. But MVS, I think, is a week in, week out wide receiver three upside play. Bye. I I don't know. It, it, it all depends, okay. like you said, if Adam plays. If Adams plays, then I don't touch MVS. Yeah. But if Devontae Adams isn't playing, I put MVS in that uh flex. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's wise. Uh Jimmy Graham is, you know, I think he is pretty close to retirement. He looks so slow and just not a good NFL player anymore. But when you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, you don't really need to be. You only need to be big. Yeah. And you need to be able to catch All the ball. All Graham needs to just jump up in the air. Which, let's be honest, catching the ball has been too difficult for Jimmy Graham recently. <laughs> the whole Packers <laughs> team, honestly. Right. He gets it done this yeah. week, 65 yards and a touchdown. I think Jimmy Graham is a fine streamer. He's always going to have a chance to score red zone touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to start somebody, I think he's solid. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, really does reestablish himself yeah. as the running back one in this offense. Thank God. He had an amazing catch, redeemed himself uh, with a receiving touchdown, and it was effective on the ground. 12 carries for 50 yards, finishes with a really nice stat line, over 80 yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams got a touchdown as well, but I think Aaron Jones was more legit. I think Jones is a high-end RB2, and Williams is a... Low end touchdown dependent RB three. Yeah, I I don't feel comfortable starting Williams still. I think he had one good week, and I think that's the only good week he's going to have. So I think Aaron Jones is yep. solid, um, high end RB two. Yeah, and I think I think Williams is a, a desperation 
play yeah. at best, but super high value handcuff. Um, and over to the Raiders side of the ball, I think there's really only two people we need to talk about. Yep. Josh Jacobs is a superstar. Did it again. Uh, 21 carries yep. for 124 yards. Left the game for a bit because, you know, he looked like he had an injury. Came back, kept running strong. Mm-hmm. I think if you drafted him, I think you have a high RB2, hey, yeah. low end RB1, you, depending on the matchup. you got to be happy right now if you got Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's been consist- consistently good. Consistently great, honestly. Yeah, no, and um, truly, I think the other star of the show is Darren Waller. Darren what a, freaking what Waller. What a game. Man, he, he granted he did a lot of it in... Um, trying to think the proper term for it garbage garbage time that's a perfect way to say it if that's garbage time call darren waller the garbage man in a good way seven receptions for 126 yards two touchdowns i love darren waller (laughs) wow all right Um, why don't you marry him (laughs) if i could he did have yeah he did have a really good game second best um tight end of the season now Waller's a baller. Waller's a baller. Just came up with that. Yeah. I like it. I heard you come up with it. I heard the gears <laughs> turning in your head. Uh, but yeah, no, he's he's great. He's higher than Travis Kelsey, higher than Mark Andrews. I mean, he's he is an elite tight end. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think he's uh you know, I still like Kelsey more than him rest of the season. Yeah. But I have Waller as a for sure top, top five. five. Mm-hmm. potentially top three mm-hmm. um yeah it's gonna i think be that's it for the raiders yeah. i don't really like anybody else from this i team. don't i'm just waiting until tyrell williams comes back because he had a great yeah. first two weeks and then hasn't played since so can't wait till it yeah comes moving on mm-hmm. we have the 49ers in a low Love scoring win against the shutout washington professional football franchise yeah. not a whole lot to say here mm-hmm. um Running game was a disappointment, but it was terrible field conditions, and they really didn't need to run it all that much. No. It was a pretty dominant performance by the 49ers defense, um, and it, it doesn't get much more dominant than putting up a zero. Yeah. <laughs> so congrats to the 49ers. Um, I think the only highlight worth mentioning, Adrian Peterson suffered a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. He is questionable for this upcoming Thursday night game against the Vikings. I wouldn't play him regardless. But Terry McLaurin, one reception for 11 Ooh, yards. That Hopefully you listened to us. We told you to sit him. Um, I didn't predict the conditions to be that bad, but I did expect the 49ers to be that yeah, good. That was a fun game so, to watch just on the conditions, on the weather conditions. Yeah, you know, I'll funny. let you watch that because I would rather not watch that low scoring of the game. <laughs> it, but, was just, it was just yeah. funny, you know, after Nick Bosa, <laughs> you know, sacking quarterback for about the fifth time. He just slides on a slip and slide. It was it was just funny. Yeah, the 49ers certainly had fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Terry McLaurin, horrible day. Yep. One reception for 11 yards. Better days are ahead. You know, I think that was matchup base. Um, moving forward, we do have... Actually, you know, let's let's go back to the 49ers oh, yeah. game. Uh, carry breakdown for the running backs for the 49ers was a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman had 20 carries for 62 yards. Matt Breida only had eight carries for 35 yards. Granted, Burita did have a head injury that they think might have been a concussion. So if you're looking at stat line, that can be kind of concerning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll be cleared for this upcoming week, but if you are starting to get Burita panic, please don't. You know, he 
looks like he has a concussion. I think Brita still, you know, is pretty valuable. I really do see Coleman as the 1A, and maybe Brita as a 1B seems too high, but 1C. Yeah. You know, Brita's, I think, the more talented running back, um, but Coleman's getting the red zone opportunities. Mm-hmm. So hold tight if you have Brita. I think better days are yep. ahead for sure. I agree. Um, the next game we had coming up was the LA Rams who just destroyed the Atlanta Falcons. This was a weird game for a couple of reasons. We'll start with the Falcons. Yeah. Matt Ryan got hurt. Certainly not what Falcon that, fans want to see forward. It, it I wanted was more sad. of a shootout and then Matt Ryan got injured. So it was just all Rams from there. Yeah. I, I think the Falcons season is done. I'm curious to see what they do. I, I would expect Dan Quinn to be fired. Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly he's he hasn't really been able to set anything up so i think there'll be some some uh, turmoil in this locker room mm-hmm. and for this organization i think you you need to downgrade all of the receiving options if matt ryan is out absolutely so it looks like his backup is forgive me if i'm wrong yep. but matt Schaub. yep matt Schaub. matt Schaub yeah. is the is the backup it is not 2013 right now his 2019 oh, yeah. Matt Schaub is still playing in the NFL. Um, yeah, like you said, value goes way down for everyone. It's kind of like the um, the situation in Pittsburgh, you know, with Mason Rudolph taking over and, you know, just Juju and everyone just drops in value. So I still think, um, you know, I still think Julio Jones, obviously still wide receiver one for me, but Calvin Ridley has dropped a little bit for me. Yeah, no, I think um, I think you're exactly right. Julio Jones is still a wide receiver one. I just, yeah, I don't think he has number one overall upside anymore. Yeah. But I would still start him with confidence. He does still have that ability to really, you know, turn a catch into a seventy yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Hooper, I think you're still starting with confidence. Yeah. He had forty six yards and a touchdown. Best tight end of the game. Yeah, I think there's a, a significant argument to be made. Mm-hmm um for that so austin hooper killed it once again i think you still start him with confidence yeah. matt schaub is an awful quarterback but hopefully he can still get these guys their value calvin ridley's value just gets destroyed mm-hmm. i firmly believe that so i'm benching him uh until if matt ryan's healthy i'm starting ridley as a flex yep. if ryan's out i'm not touching calvin ridley with a 10 foot pole now here's i would bench him it, i want him on my team but i would not be starting. here's him. the big question Devonte freeman yeah, no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that is a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Um, he was kind of fringe anyway, but with uh, with the possibility of Matt Schaub leading this team, other teams are going to try to force they're gonna force Schaub to try to beat them. They're gonna um, they're gonna the shut run. down Very Yeah, they're gonna blitz, yeah. they're gonna shut down the run, and they're gonna try to make Matt Schaub beat them. Yeah. And that's not a recipe for success because I said it earlier, Matt Schaub sucks at football. Wow. Bless his heart. I think he's a great dude. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Really? So, I think he's uh, an okay he's backup. He's worse than Osweiler. Shut get out I think of he's here. an okay no. for a backup. I'm not saying that he's he's definitely not yeah. capable no, of I, leading a team to victory. I'm not gonna say he's I think the worst. he's Trevor Simeon level. I You're saying he's not, Matt Schaub is yeah. worse than Mark Sanchez? Yeah, I think I think they're pretty Matt similar. Matt Schaub is I think, worse than Jay Cutler. 
Oh my god, I'd way rather have Jay Cutler. I love. You'd Jay rather Cutler. have the diabetic Dynamo than Matt. Usually, he's close to my heart. All right, that's fair um, he's yeah, close to no, my heart. No, I, I'm concerned about Devonte Freeman. Um, you know, running back is so thin. I don't think you can bench mm-hmm. him, but uh, definitely lower expectations. Uh, if if Matt Ryan is out, you know, I I think Freeman's a flex. If uh, Matt Ryan's in. I think yeah. he's a low end RB two just because of usage. Ito yep. uh, Smith did get hurt during this game and it did seem pretty serious. Uh, so Devonte Freeman will get more work. He won't be splitting it with Ito, but yeah, this is just a, a high volume offense who just isn't being able to put it together. They're a Ferrari without wheels. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how this turns out. I agree. Um, actually, let me take it. They're not a Ferrari with no wheels. Okay. They're a Ferrari with three wheels, three wheels. <laughs> You've got, you've got really good players. You've got Ryan, Julio, Hooper. They're missing that fourth wheel, so we'll see how it They're turns also out. A, missing a defense. How do you how do you compare that? That's a good thing for football. Yeah. That's a good thing it for is, fantasy football. Yeah, no, this is, this is a team just sinking in value. Yeah. So, yeah, it's frightening, but Julio, Hooper, I still mm-hmm. like. Everyone else I have huge yep. question marks with. Uh, we talk about this a lot. Uh, we'll move on from the Falcons over to the Rams. Good game from we the Rams. You know, we did expect it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that wasn't too hard to predict. I don't take much pleasure in that. I do. I think everybody did a solid job. Uh, defense stepped up more than I would have liked it to. I think that took away opportunities from the offense. But no, Brandon Cooks, I'd say he disappointed the most. Yeah. Him and Cooper Cup, they both had between 50 and 60 yards. Not what you're hoping for, but it was fine. Yeah. Cup had more reception, uh, which is why I like him a little, a little better than Brandon Cooks, but they're about even. Yeah, Coop, Cooper Cup is still a top 10 wide receiver mm-hmm. in my opinion. Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver three, if you have yep. to ask. Um, but I think someone really worth talking about is Gerald Everett. I think he has really emerged in this yeah. offense. Um, he's way more involved than I think anybody predicted going into the season. But recently, Jared Goff really does seem to like this guy. And I think it's kind of to the detriment of Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. So I think Cooper Cup is unaffected. I think Cooper Cup is the clear wide receiver one in this offense. But Woods is disappointed. Cooks is disappointed because I think they're losing targets to Everett. Yeah, and he had a good game too. Four receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. That's all you want from a tight end. Yeah, he's had a couple good games this season, yeah. and I think this is a sign of things to come. You know, we were right about Waller. We were right about Andrews. Mm-hmm. I think Everett might be the next breakout tight end. Really? Well, it it's not that surprising, actually. He just uh, He's number ninth in uh, tight ends this season. so He's, he's number ninth. Number, wow. ni- number ninth, exactly. <laughs> if you didn't think ninth was a number. Um, yep. But he's, I mean, he's about to pass Will Disley, obviously. So he'll be, <laughs> he'll be the eighth best tight end. Um, yeah, he really kind of flew under the radar until the last couple weeks. Yeah, so I really like him. If he's on waivers, pick him up. I think he can do a lot worse uh, yeah. than Gerald oh, Everett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, with, I mean, this season, <laughs> with, I, I turned really Minnesotan there. Uh, yeah. Especially this season, just with a tough tight end year. I mean, you really you really need someone that you can count on. I think Everett uh, can get the job done. Yeah, and keeping it Minnesotan, yep. I'm going to sneak right past you, and let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings oh, you who betcha. beat the Detroit Lions. The Vikings look like a powerhouse. Uh, they're really easy to tease. Uh, Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. looks like he took the insults to heart. Yeah. He's looking like a legit NFL quarterback It's, right it's kind of like, you know, when I was ma- you know making a joke saying, 
you know, all you needed to do was complain about Aaron Rodgers, and then all of a sudden he stepped it up. I mean, that's what I did I three. Swear to God, that's what I did three weeks ago with Kirk Cousin and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not comparing. I'm comparing the situation because three <laughs> weeks ago I complained about Kirk Cousins not doing well, and then all of a sudden he's stepping yeah. it up, just like you complain about Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> becoming the number one quarterback this week. So. Yeah, I want to be clear. I was not complaining. I was not complaining about Rodgers. I was complaining about the situation. Um, however, I'm not their circling skill back, to the I'm comparing their skill level. We don't um, need to get into that. Yeah, Kirk looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty-four for thirty. Yeah, twenty-four for thirty-four, over three hundred yards, four touchdowns. I think Kirk is a legitimate streaming option and a good matchup. Yeah, Dalvin Cook continues to be in the running for running back one yeah. over 140 yards, two touchdowns. Love to see it. Wide receivers Stefan Diggs put together a really nice performance, seven receptions for 142 yards, but Adam Thielen appeared to get hurt. I, I shouldn't say fortunately because it's sad, but he had one reception this game for 25 yards and a touchdown. A great touchdown. Great, a great touchdown. touchdown too, it was an amazing catch yeah, and throw. It was beautiful. But, he, but yeah, he got yeah. injured on that play. Hamstring yeah, it injury. Is a, and hamstring injuries are notorious in fantasy mm-hmm. football because they're soft tissue injuries. That's one of those injuries that, you know, he can be fine and then on the first play of the game, re aggravate it. Yeah. So I, I'm really worried about that. Apparently, he is, you know, he's progressing really well in uh, practice so far this week, but you know, he might not be ready to go for Thursday night football. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. If it was a Sunday game, I think he would play, uh, but it's a Thursday game and it seems like he's doubtful, um, which is why Stefan Diggs value goes up and Kyle Rudolph's value goes up extremely. He's one of my free agent pickups of the week. If you got someone like Mark Andrews, uh, who's on a bye week this week, pick, Pick up Kyle Rudolph. He had the best game of the season so far, um, obviously because Thielen was out. So he had the you know season high in catches, yards, and targets. Got his first touchdown. So I I like uh, Kyle Rudolph a lot against the Washington Professional Football franchise next week. Yeah, and I do want to warn everybody. Um, Andrew is a little biased towards Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I think his analysis is right. Yes. Um, but also, I'll let you humble brag. Yeah. You spent more than an hour hanging out with him three and hours. throwing axes. Three so hours with him. You are very close with great. Kyle Rudolph. Yep, we're best friends. Um, I can vouch this is a true story. But yeah, no, Kyle Rudolph, I'm excited to see what he can do with his yeah. opportunity. He's not the most athletic player at this point in his career, but you know he can catch. He's reliable. Uh-huh. And I think Kirk, Kirk likes him. So yeah, like you said, if... You are a um, owner of Mark Andrews, who's yeah. on a buy. I think Kyle Rudolph is a fine streamer, especially mm-hmm. against the Redskins. Oh yeah, the professional uh, the football l- franchise. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I should check my privilege. Yep. Uh, moving over to the Lions side of the ball. Wow, they might be having the most unlucky, sad season <laughs> of their existence. It's been so and rough. I'm not lying. It's been, uh, bad oh, calls, really, I, really competitive. <laughs> I got that pun. Thank you. That was Not really good. Uh, but yeah, no, the Lions, unfortunately, they're a really good team. They're mm-hmm. just in a really tough division. Uh, before this week, the NFC North was the only division in football where every single one of the teams was above 500. Wow. So tough division. Unfortunately, the Lions just have a tough time keeping up. They didn't play so, bad, though. I mean, Matthew, no, Matthew they Stafford fantastic. was the third best quarterback this week, just behind Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, no, Stafford played fantastic. And this is something I think he's a streamable quarterback moving forward. Um, and part of the reason why is Karrion Johnson left the game with a yeah. severe knee injury. Well, I shouldn't say severe. Severe enough where he's on IR now. Uh, the earliest he can return is week 16. So essentially yep. for fantasy football purposes, he's dead. That's according um, to Matt Patricia, can, by the way. So the according to Matt Patricia. Week 16, the head coach, so. Yeah, not good. so not good. You can drop uh, him in all formats if you have him. Yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, he's done. Or you can be uh, a jerk and trade him to someone who doesn't know. Yeah, I I'm not going to go into the ethics of that. But yeah, if you have Karrion Johnson, make alternative yeah. plans. Yep. So because of that, Matthew Stafford is going to need to throw more. Mm. Marvin Jones has the game of his life. What the heck was that? For four touchdowns. I, I think this. I think this leads to two questions. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, I think, is a legitimate wide receiver three. I've had, I've kept a close eye on Marvin Jones for God, four or five years. I actually really like the player, but he's one of those weird yo-yo players where one game he'll go three receptions for forty yards, yeah. and then he'll have huge games. He's not any, he's not a stranger to two, three, four touchdown games. So I think he's a legit wide receiver three with big upside. Yep. And I also think he exposed the Minnesota Vikings. They have a really good defense, but I think they are pretty vulnerable to wide receivers. Yeah, it, it, it's it been very annoying uh, as a Vikings fan, but I really like uh, Marvin Jones now and kind of growing on him, uh, especially with on Johnson out. So I got I got Marvin Jones as a flex option. Yeah, no, and I, I can't uh, can't knock you for that. Unfortunately, because of Marvin Jones going off, Amendola had a, a lot of receptions. This turned into Kenny Galladay really having a day to forget. One reception for 21 yards. Chalk yeah. that up to game plan. The Vikings were focused on Galladay covering him, which allowed Amendola and Jones to go off. Yeah. So don't be too frustrated. I think, I, I guess, obviously better days are ahead. This is a tough, tough pill to swallow, but mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Um. Anybody else you want to talk about from these two teams? Um, I mean, we could talk about TJ Hawkinson if we want. No, I don't no. want to. All right. No, I'm not. I'm not interested. He he's a rookie tight end he's, who no, makes no. a lot of mental errors. Yeah. So it's if, yeah. So if there's crazy. literally nobody else, he's a fine stream because not a fine stream. He's a desperation stream because yeah. he's getting red zone targets. But I'm not starting him if I can help it yep. in any way. Exactly. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals who beat the New York Giants. This is a fun game. With, you know, it really wasn't. Not, from a, not from a fantasy perspective. It is a fun <laughs> game to watch. I am a fantasy football enthusiast, was, so I do not care about real life football. Kyler Murray yeah. had a day to forget, but it was because they didn't really need him. Uh, Chase Edmonds was the star of the game. He had 27 carries for 126 yards, three touchdowns. And all of his touchdowns were from like 20 yards out. Yeah. So I, I think Kyler Murray had a bad day. I think that was just because Chase Edmonds was extraordinary. I don't think that was a knock against Murray. If you started him like I did, uh, and there's two cases where I started Murray over Aaron Rodgers because I'm an funny. idiot. I still won, fortunately. But, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Kyler Murray, you know, fortunately, they had a running back situation that was great. This was lightning in a bottle. I do want to say that's pouring out for homies who started David, David Johnson. Johnson. He had one carry for two yards. 
Yeah, he re-aggravated an injury, yeah. and you know the Cardinals had the luxury of playing Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. So, for whatever it's worth, if you started Johnson, oh, you got screwed this week. But we'll see how it turns out. For yeah. I'm hoping you had Chase Edmonds, but if you don't, I think he's kind of leading the waiver wire mm-hmm. segment. But yeah, if you have David Johnson, please make sure you get Chase Edmonds. Similar to the Latavius Murray situation, which we'll go over in a little bit. Chase Edmonds is a high-value handcuff, and if David Johnson is out, I think you can comfortably put Chase Edmonds in as yep. a high-value you know, running back. And he showed us this game, 126 yards, three TDs, best running back this week. So I, uh, yeah, I he'll actually, definitely get the job done. I want to jump in here a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw this, but uh, I just saw this on uh, Adam Schefter's Twitter. Uh, apparently, with David Johnson uh, nursing that ankle injury, the Cardinals are signing veteran Alfred Morris. Oh so I don't God. know if that affects your guys' decision with Chase Edmonds, but I thought I'd I thought I'd mention that. It uh, affects my decision that. on the front office on why you would pick up Alfred Morris. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good shout out, Brendan. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I did see that. I it does two things. It makes me feel worse about David Johnson. Yep. Sounds like this will be a reoccurring theme of will he, won't he. I really feel for you, David Johnson owners. I would be so afraid of this happening again. Um, and the fact that they signed Alfred Morris shows that maybe some absences are in the future, yeah. or at the very least, they're concerned with his status. Mm. It doesn't make me feel better about Chase Edmonds. If it's between Edmonds and Morris, I feel really good about Edmonds. Yeah. So yep. that's the good news. He's, he's, they didn't really need way more receiving up. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals didn't really need to throw the ball because they were running so effectively. Yeah. Between Fitzgerald and Charlie Kirk, I would prefer Christian. Kirk moving forward. God, I do that every I time. I think it's every episode you say Charlie instead of Christian. Every time. Christian Kirk, yeah. you know, I do like rest of season over Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I can see where you can make an argument either way. I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah, I think uh, it's back to that upside thing. I think Fitzgerald's going to be way more consistent, um, but I, I do like Kirk a lot more going into the uh, the back half of the season. Yeah, and over to the Giants' side of the ball, Daniel Jones proved he's a rookie playing in the NFL yep. first season. You know, he's not bad, but he's he's certainly not good. He's Saquon, got a lot to improve on. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, Saquon Barkley, welcome back. 18 carries for 72 uh-huh. yards and a touchdown. Happy with that. Golden Tate performed well uh, in Sterling Shepard's absence. Six receptions for 80 yards. If Shepard yeah. is out, I think Golden Tate is a high-end flex option. Evan That's Ingram, him. ugh, sar, I, sad to see him leave the game due to injury, but yeah. tight ends continue to destroy the Cardinals. Rhett Ellison, two receptions Ellison. for 33 yards and a touchdown. He got the touchdown. It's Continued settled. The trend. If you're facing Cardinals, you got to start whatever tight end is facing the you, Cardinals. You play you the tight end. You stream the tight end that plays the Cardinals. No doubt. They're almost guaranteed a touchdown. I think they are guaranteed a touchdown. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Um, next up, we have the Chargers who fell apart. They lost to the Tennessee Titans. Weird game for both teams. It's, Let's explain why. Philip Rivers, you know, he's mm-hmm. a good quarterback trapped in a bad situation. We'll start with the Chargers. This was a strange game because they really fell apart as a team. You know, I yeah, they had a lot of players perform in fantasy. For example, Gordon scored a touchdown. Eckler scored a touchdown. Hunter receiving yards too for Austin Eckler. 
Yeah, no, and Hunter Henry almost broke 100 yards. Yep. Keenan Allen disappointed, but you know that was kind of to be expected in the post-Gordon world. Yeah. This team just does not seem cohesive. They don't seem to really have a rhythm. Mm-mm. I'm concerned about all my Chargers assets. Now, as far as running backs, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, I think I'm at the point where I prefer Eckler. I do prefer Eckler as well. Um, yeah. Melvin Gordon got more... You know, carries on the ground game. He got 16 carries. Eckler only got five. But Eckler was on fire as a receiving option. I mean, seven receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Let me read you Gordon's receiving stats. Two receptions for negative three yards and a touchdown. How terrible would that be if he didn't get that touchdown? Yeah, and I think that's the rea- that's going to be the reality of Gordon. Um, yeah. You know, that's a... I'd say one of the worst O-lines in football uh, because Mm -hmm. Mike Pouncey got sent to IR. That was a huge blow to this offense. And that makes me nervous for Gordon. Um, Gordon's a fine receiver, but I think the Chargers are wanting to keep using Eckler. Uh, Eckler's been phenomenal so far. So if you have Gordon, this feels so gross to say, but I think he's a flex (laughs) at best. It's crazy. Um, It's crazy because it's true. Yeah, and Eckler is a RB3, RB2. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter Henry is a top 10 tight end. You know, he's heavily involved. Phil Rivers is a good enough quarterback to give him value. I think he could be a league winner if you were lucky enough to have him. Um, And if you are in desperate need of a tight end, I would, I think it's fair to say whoever picked up Hunter Henry probably has another solid tight end that they used Mm -hmm. to get through his absence. So see if you can make a trade for Henry. Um, I wouldn't want to oversell, but I think he has a real shot to finish the season as a top five rest of season. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, Keenan Allen, I would be concerned if I have Keenan Allen. Um, really? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm really concerned uh, rest of season. He, It's not his fault. Uh, it's just the O-line isn't giving Philip Rivers time to throw. This team looks defeated. And he's just losing target share. You know, with, mm-hmm. with uh, running backs being back in the picture – the emergence of Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, you know, continues to be a thorn in his side. I'm cooling a Keenan Allen. I think he's still a top 15 receiver. That's um, what I was going to say. But, you know, he's definitely not the strong elite number one you thought you were getting at yeah. the beginning of the season. We predicted a top 10 for Keenan Allen, and, and I can't see that happening, but I could see top 15. Yeah, so I'm right there with you. If you can sell high on Keenan Allen, you know, uh-huh. I'd, say, I'd say try to go for it. You know, if you're lucky... You know, try to swing a Keenan Allen for, once again, this will feel gross, but look at the numbers for Chris Godwin. Yep. Um, if you can do it for Cooper Cup and maybe another, if you can do like a Cooper Cup and Hunter Henry <laughs> for Keenan that, Allen. That would be, that'd that'd be, be awesome. a good deal. That would be so, a really good deal. Something to think about, you know, Keenan Allen, I'm I'm not very excited for the rest of the season. Uh, moving over to the Titans side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think the main takeaway from this is I like, Tannehill for this offense more than like Mariota. Who needs Mariota? They're very similar in the sense that they take forever to throw, but the main difference is Tannehill will sling it, you know, whereas Mariota would just take the sack. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is just going to throw it. <laughs> he doesn't want to go down with the ball. It's good for fantasy. Throw. Great for fantasy. Not that we recommend picking up Ryan Tannehill at the moment. Correct. I don't agree with Tannehill, but I think it makes the rest of the team better. Yes. Delaney Walker left the game with an ankle injury. I think, unfortunately, 
I think he's 35 years old. Yeah, it's got to be over four. old for any football player, but especially a tight end. Yeah. Walker, if he's playing, I like him. Mm-hmm. But lately, he needs a walker. He's getting hurt. And nice I think, nice unfortunately, fun. he's leaning towards being less effective. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry crushes it. 22 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Not the best runner you will ever see, but with the usage he's getting, he continues to get it done. Yeah, it gets the job done. Uh, I think the biggest uptick in value goes to the receiving options for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, breaks out for six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Finally. Corey Davis is, you know, a lot of people forget he's a first-round talent. Yeah. Um, he just has been stuck on a team with a bad quarterback. So I like Corey Davis more than I did with Mariota. I think he's... I think it's worth picking him up. I wouldn't mm-hmm. start him unless I have to, but I think he's one of those bench players that you want to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially, I mean, we, we saw that, that Corey Davis is Tannehill's favorite this last game. So I, I really like Corey Davis, uh, falling a little bit on AJ Brown though, even though AJ Brown's still going to be good. I think Corey Davis is taking that number one spot over AJ. Oh, of course. And A.J. Brown is a new receiver to the NFL, so I think there will be some growing pains with him. I think I like A.J. Brown in Dynasty more than Corey Davis, but for this year, uh, it's all Corey all Davis. That. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus mm-hmm. the Seahawks in a Bird Bowl. I This game was surprising. I was thinking the Seahawks were going to win, yeah. um, but we Ravens, yeah, Ravens took it. Lamar Jackson, I think, is a Jeez. legitimate you know, candidate for MVP this year. He is amazing. He has the same amount of rushing yards total this season as the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, he has more rushing yards than the Chicago bears rushing more... combination. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I think he's going <laughs> to, he can finish the season as a top running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case you did not see, he threw for over 140 yards. So nothing special there, but ran for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. That's insane. Yeah, that's, that's insane. All you need. He's got 576 uh, rushing yards this season. So he would be placed. He would be the sixth best running back just based on yardage. <laughs> just right yeah. above Chris Carson, right behind Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he's a human cheat code. Um, I will say because of his emergence, it hurts Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram only had 12 carries for 46 yards. But this is what we said, you know, for the past couple of weeks, you know, um, Mark Ingram's going to be between 40 and 60 yards uh, and he'll either have a touchdown and he'll be a good play or he yep. won't have a touchdown and you'll be sad. Mm-hmm. But that's what he is. I think he's a low end RB2 and he has that touchdown upside. You know, the Ravens really are a running team. They like to run it. The only problem is he's sharing it with Jackson. Yeah. Who are they going to run with? Right. So I like Ingram rest of season. You just kind of have to be willing to take the stinker like this week um, because, you know, you have a legitimate chance every week of him scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I still got him as a high-end RB, uh, RB2. Yeah, Andrews had a disappointing week, but such as tight ends, Mm -hmm. you know, I I expect better days ahead. Anybody else worth mentioning on this Ravens offense? There really isn't. I mean, it's just those three guys. I, I don't want anything to do with the Ravens wide receivers at all. Yeah, uh, over to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson has a f- has a disappointing day. Yeah. You kind of got spoiled. You got used to Russell Wilson crushing it. Comes back down to earth. 
Chris Carson comes back down to earth, 21 carries for only 65 yards, no touchdown. You know, you're starting Chris Carson if you have him. Yep. I think he's still a top 10 running back. He's getting it done. Uh, when it comes to wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, you know, performed admirably once again, 61 yards yep. and a touchdown. DK Metcalf, he played well. Um, however, he had a big whoopsie, a huge fumble. It was a rookie mistake. Yeah. I do like how involved he was, though. He was heavily targeted. I believe nine targets in this game. DK yep. Metcalf is—he's yep. a game breaker. So if he's this involved, you know he's going to have the up and down um, season most rookies do. But in favorable matchups, I'm digging it, uh, especially this upcoming week. Uh, I think he's playing Atlanta this upcoming week. I really like Metcalf. He's one of those hail mary Deshaun Jackson type plays. I see a lot of promise with the mm-hmm. Seahawks team uh, with the receivers. Yeah, I so still Tyler, I still like DK a lot. Um, in the last four weeks, he is doing better than Keenan Allen, to put things oh. into perspective. And I don't so, think that's a great thing for DK. I think that shows no. how bad it's been for Keenan. It's, it's not saying much. DK in the last four weeks been the 45th best. Uh, Keenan Allen, 48th best wide receiver. So. Yeah, so DK Metcalf, I truly do think mm-hmm. he's had a lot of missed opportunities and mental mistakes. I think he's just oozing with talent, yeah. and I think they're going to start figuring it out towards the end of the season. He's, so. he's doing good enough to what we expected from him um, compared to Keenan Allen, who we expected a lot more. So I think this is exactly what we expected going into the season. Actually, we expect a little less, oh. honestly. Yeah, this is better than I expected. Yeah, this is, this is still better than what we expected. So I still like him at that flex option. Uh, Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints who took Mm -hmm. down the Chicago Bears. Oh, man. I don't think that score does it justice. No, it really doesn't. Let's start with the Saints. Um, You know, we'll start with the running back situation. With Mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara being out of the picture, I was a little worried with Latavius Murray, but he delivered in a major way. 27 carries for 119 yards, yeah. two touchdowns. If you have if you have Kamara, hopefully you have Murray. You know, if you did, congratulations, you picked the right handcuff to own. He delivered. I will say, uh, I think it was earlier today, Zach Zenner was released from the Saints. So I think that's a good sign that Kamara is likely to play this week. But if you are the Kamara owner, do whatever you can to make sure you get Murray. Yeah. Um, he's going to be... I'd say, if not the most valuable handcuff in fantasy football, he's top three. I think he's right up there with Madison and Troy Pollard. Um, so he performed fantastic. Tony Pollard? The other, Troy Pollard, whatever. Um, whoever's backing up Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Let me say it that way. Troy yeah. Pollard, got the last name right. No, I, Michael yeah. Thomas delivered in a major way as well. Uh, nine receptions for 131 yards. You know, I was really worried with Teddy Bridgewater taking over this offense, Mm -hmm. but he's doing just enough. He's doing enough to make these options still stay viable. It's he's doing just enough to get the win. Just not enough to get me to want to pick him up in fantasy. Yeah. Not enough to be fantasy option. And I'm going to say this. So next week, uh, I think Teddy's will Teddy will start. I think Drew Brees is getting close, mm-hmm. but I think Teddy's going to start next week. They have Against a bye the, the following week, and then the week after that, I think Brees will be back. So yeah. I think you have one more week on your Teddy Bridgewater rental. Um, yeah, it's against the Cardinals. So that's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. You're going to be starting the running back, and I think Teddy could be an, another valuable game yeah. uh, for him. Yep. If you're Other streaming. than that, 
not much going on with the Saints. Uh-uh. Uh, you're starting the running back. You're starting Thomas. That's all I feel comfortable with exactly. at the moment. Exactly. Speaking of uncomfortable situations. Let's talk about the Bears. The Bears are a, this is a family-friendly show, so yeah. I'll try to keep it family-friendly. It. It's a pile of a uh, pile of crud. Yeah. Um, Mitch Trubisky is not the quarterback the Bears thought they were getting um, in the first round. Didn't have two David Montgomery, game, but the rest of the team oh. was just no. It was a bad game. Trubisky. Oh, that's not that bad. Two hundred fifty-one yards, two TDs. The stat line wasn't bad, but his performance was twelfth best uh, quarterback this week. I, I don't. I don't mind that performance. I'm saying the stat line. The stat line's fine. I get what you're saying with the yeah. stat line, but NFL quality. Okay. He's not a great quarterback and it's bringing down his teammates. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery stank it up two carries uh, for what six the yards. Heck happened to him. Tariq Cohen did a huge amount better than Montgomery, but still sucked. <laughs> it's not he saying had much. A not total saying much. Of 20, 29 total yards. Yeah. The only, only player on this team worth starting is Allen Robinson. Yeah. 10 receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown. Even him, I'm scared. Trubisky sucks, and he's bringing everybody down. I'm not starting anybody from the running game. Allen Robinson's the only person yeah. I'm even going to look at. And that's that's been what it is for the last you know four or five weeks. It's only Allen Robinson that I'm comfortable starting. Yeah, it's the Bears are a no go for the time being. Other than Robinson, anything else you want to mention? Uh, Trey Burton, very disappointed with this season. Oh, why would you? Yeah, that's not even worth saying. I, he's not worth owning. Yeah, he's he's really not. At the beginning of the season, I had hopes. I had a lot of hopes, but uh, yeah. Yeah, just so did the Bears. Not there. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who shockingly got crushed by the Cowboys. Yeah. I expected the Cowboys to win, but not by this large of a margin. Uh. Carson Wentz looked ter. Okay, that's not fair. Carson Wentz <laughs> did not have a good game. No. I'll, say, I'll say it that way. Uh this Eagles team is becoming pretty hard to predict. Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders had bad games. That's really with them. It's a flip of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jordan Howard had 11 carries to Miles Sanders, six carries. Neither of them were particularly effective, but this game just got out of their hands so quickly. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey stank. Uh, Zach Ertz stank. They're, same stat concerned? line. Actually, two, they both had two receptions for 38 yards. Yeah, Zach Ertz has been a massive disappointment this season. I think that's been kind of one of the sadder storylines this year. People had high hopes, um, and I thought he'd be taking a step back, but not this much of a step back. Definitely (laughs) not. That's been sad to watch. But are you concerned for this Eagles offense? Uh, Yeah, this game was very concerning. Um, I'm concerned for their run game. I feel like it was just a rough game for Carson Wentz and you know, Elshon, Jeffrey, and Ertz. I really don't like the run game, though. So, I, yes and no, basically, to, to answer your question. I'm concerned wow. for the run game. I'm still comfortable starting Jeffrey, and I think Ertz can still finish potentially top 10. Yeah, run game is, you know, you're right. This is the Eagles' offense under Doug Peterson. It is a absolute guessing yeah. game, and you feel gross no matter what you do. So if I had to, Jordan Howard's the start, but he's nowhere near my starting lineup no. unless I'm in desperation nope. mode. Um, Miles Sanders, have you given up on him being a breakout star this I year? I have. I've given up. Yeah, me too. I've given me up. Too. I was so excited about him and David Montgomery. 
and they've just disappointed uh, me. Yeah, I also want to mention I am hyper concerned for Zach Ertz. Uh, Dallas Goddard, the other tight end in this team, I think has broken out um, not in a major way, but enough to I think destroy Zach Ertz's value. Yeah, I mean, you know, he'll have good games here and there, but Dallas Goddard is he's the one who scored the touchdown. Yeah, he's performing as good, yeah. if not better, than Ertz in these games. So it's going to feel gross, but a, a big thing I want to encourage people to do is try to sell before the name loses its value. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying with Keenan Allen, with Zach Ertz, try, he has a big name. Yeah, If you can trade him to the person in your league who isn't following very closely can... or is a uh, a name guy. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's those fantasy football owners out there who – they just want to collect the big names so they feel better about their team. Mm-hmm. The smart, the smart owner doesn't care who it is as long as as long as they're getting production. Yeah, you're looking at the number. I'm looking at the yeah. We're talking about Chris Godwin. We're talking about Cooper Cup, Corbin Sutton, even. Exactly. No, that's a great name to bring up. Yeah. So, you know, if you have Zach Ertz, would you trade Zach Ertz straight up for Hunter Henry? Uh, I'm receiving Henry. Yes. Yes. You are trading Ertz. Absolutely. So you trade him straight up for Hunter Henry. I yeah. I would. I you think know, Henry's going to finish higher than Ertz this season. Yeah. Henry's been on fire. Uh, and like you said, there's more competition for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this is a team who is struggling to find its identity. Um, yeah, and you know, like you said, and like I said, Goddard is emerging. Yeah. Ertz is, you know, I, I think really regressing. So if you can sell him for pennies on the dollar... I'd do that before it's too late. Yep, I agree. Uh, over to the Cowboys side of the ball. Good day for Zeke. Good day yeah. for Cooper. Yeah. Gallup disappointed. Uh, and I think Daph Prescott disappointed overall. See, I think we set him up to super high standards. Uh, but it was kind of a disappointing week. I mean, when Ryan Fitzpatrick plays better than you, you, you know, you didn't play that well. I mean, well, and I want to say this isn't a knock against Prescott or Gallup. I don't think they played all that poorly. They it's didn't just, need to play good. Yeah, they weren't needed. Unfortunately, yeah. the game script just, you know, took off in a way that not a whole lot of people expected. The Eagles just kind of, they laid over. They laid down yep. this game. So yep. they didn't, they didn't really need a passing offense. And unfortunately, you suffered. But, yeah, I think it's all systems go. This is the same team. Nothing concerning. Start your studs next yep. week. I agree. Uh, the final game we are reviewing would be the New England Patriots <laughs> who just obliterated the Jets. 33-0. Um, we got another we got another no-score game. Yeah, no-score you know, game. it's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, truly with the Patriots, Sonny Michelle uh, had three touchdowns. Good game. Yeah. It's the Patriots running back. Yep. You know, Sony Michelle can either get 45 yards one week uh, or he'll get 42 yards and three touchdowns three like touchdowns. he did this past week. He is a awesome flex because of that upside. Um, but you'll never feel comfortable starting him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a uh, I think he's a high upside RB3 uh and a concerning low RB2. Yeah, and the the concern is James White who really didn't have that good of a game. Honestly, James White, five carries for zero rushing yards, uh, but did get seven receptions for 59 yards. So it's Michelle definitely looked like the better running back. Yeah, Michelle's better. 
overall yeah. in fantasy football. But James White has way more value in PPR. Um, if you're in standard, I'm not starting James White. Uh-uh. Uh, Julian Edelman disappointed. Philip Dorsett had three receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, Tom Brady didn't have that good of a stat line because they didn't need him. Exactly. You know, once again, it's, it's a Dak situation. Yeah, it's unfortunate for fantasy football, but yeah. that's how it went. Um, Belichick is a genius among men. Mm-hmm. Over to the Jets side of the ball. <laughs> a lot more to discuss. Let's talk about a quarterback that was needed and didn't deliver. Uh he was mic'd up for this game, Sam Darnold, yeah. uh, and unfortunately for him, he was not thinking about his words, and he was sitting on the bench after throwing an interception, yep. and he said out loud, I see ghosts. That, that, that's that is, not a smart thing to say. No, no, that's, that's not good. Uh, and unfortunately, people are just going to rip him up and down for it, yeah, which that's... there's an argument to be made. He should be ripped for saying that. Uh, and for people not familiar with the NFL, when you're saying you're seeing ghosts, that means you're seeing things that aren't there, uh, and you're really, you know, second guessing each throw, and you're scared to throw it. That so he's not a he's not a psychopath. Way it's down, just a, right? So yeah. it's the Patriots' defense. Mm-hmm. I I do think better days are ahead for the Jets. I do still really really like this team moving forward, and I think. They're a really good team when they're not facing the Patriots. Yeah, they got a little so, easier match if they got the Jaguars next week. So I think we yeah. expect them. And the Dolphins the following week after. So it's definitely going to be a bounce back couple weeks. Giants week 10. So next three weeks are going to get a lot better for the for the Jets. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I think really there's a lot of buy lows on this team. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, if you can buy him low, I think he's a top 10 running back rest of season. Yeah. Try to buy him low. I think, you know, he's been actually pretty productive this season. He's kind of like David Johnson last year. He's really flying under the radar, but he's, he's a top, he's a top tier running back. Mm -hmm. You know, he's still the same talented guy. And up until this point, he's been in a really unfortunate situation with Darnold getting hurt and facing the Patriots. So I really like Le'Veon Bell. Try to buy a low if you can. He disappoints with 15 carries for 70 yards, but yeah. that's because of the Patriots. Robbie Anderson got demolished as expected, as did Jameson Crowder. Huge disappointments, mm-hmm. but not a disappointment because you kind of knew it was going to happen. We so, expected that. I think the next two weeks or three weeks are going to be really good for both of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robbie is a huge buy low. Yeah. I love him rest of season. Jameson Crowder, same thing. I love him rest of season. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie Anderson goes into, this will sound aggressive, but I think a low wide receiver too. I see a lot of upside for him. It's not and that I think Jameson for me. Oh, my gosh. That's that's an aggressive ranking, but I'm I just, think we both yeah, are aggressive with I'm it. Very excited about him, about his potential because – he we can love get, aggressively. He can get exactly. He can get that reception for 86 yards and a touchdown. Like he can do it over anyone yeah. else. And Crowder is going to get most of the reception. So if he, you know, especially in a PPR league, Crowder's the guy. Yep. No, I could not agree more. I really like the Jets moving forward. I think this was rock bottom for this team, um, and it was a really embarrassing time. Rock bottom. Very low bottom. But Literally nowhere to go but up, but I do really like these options moving forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this next segment we should go into would be some pickups uh, going into next week. Uh, You know, we're at the point of the season where still have a lot of buys. Injuries are starting to happen. Mm -hmm. 
we each picked three players to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, to help your teams moving forward. I'll start. Uh, I'll start with Ty Johnson. I Go think he it. might be the number one pickup uh, this week because Karen Johnson is out. Karen Johnson is out until at least week 16. Yeah. Ty Johnson got the lion's share of the work after Karen left. And he also got the red zone opportunities. I am afraid CJ Procise or uh, whoever the heck is there with the Lions is going to take the passing downs work, but Ty Johnson will get the early down work and goal line opportunities, which in a running back desperate league, you know, if you have the waiver spot and you have the fab, I think you need to pick him up. You know, I, I wouldn't go crazy with it. If you use a fab budget, I'd spend 15% of my fab for Ty Johnson, just in the hopes you get a, you know, RB three flex option, but you know, he's got a fine schedule faces the giants this upcoming week. I think Ty Johnson is a solid pickup. Yep. I agree. Uh, I'm going to stick with the lions here. Um, I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. So he's only owned in 45.4% uh, of leagues. Um, last week against the Vikings who, you know, they're supposed to have a great defense. Uh, they threw for, he threw for 364 yards and four TDs uh, and an interception. Um, but they're playing the giants this week at home and at Ford field, he's averaging at least 300 yards and three touchdowns at every home That's game he good. plays. <laughs> he's ranked the 12th best quarterback this year. So, uh, against the giants this week, I'm, I mean, he's going to get 300 yards and three touchdowns like the stats show. So I think if you're yeah. streaming quarterbacks, if you got someone on by like Dak or Lamar Jackson, I think Matthew Stafford's a perfect pickup. Matt the machine, Matt machine can get it done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know that about his uh, average consistency it's at Ford Field. Crazy, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, my next pick is Kenny Stills from the Texans. Here's a, okay. I'm not gonna say good news because yeah. I never cheer for injury, but with Will Fuller going down, that is a great thing for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. And Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a team that you saw how valuable Will Fuller was in this offense. Kenny Stills is a pretty similar player. He's a speedster with good hands. This past week, he went four for five, uh, and he had 105 yards receiving. Uh, without Fuller, Stills can be productive. He slides right into the number two receiving option on this team. And with teams focusing on DeAndre Hopkins, that can open up a lot of opportunity for Stills. Yeah. People forget Stills was good with Tannehill. And if you can be good with Tannehill, you can be good with Watson. Um I really like Kenny Stills. I think he, you know, right away can step into a boom bust wide receiver three. A really good flex option. Good flex option, yep. Um speaking of Dolphins, uh I got I already said mine too, but Preston Williams, uh only owned a seven point five percent of leagues. He's got the most receptions and receiving yards on the Dolphins team. Uh and he's just a- he's averaging just under ten points per game with nine point seven. Um He's kind of I, I like him a little better than Devonte Parker. So if you're you're running short on wide receivers, I think Preston Williams is actually a pretty good option, um, because this Dolphins team scoring some points now, which is weird. It is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. It's fun to make fun of them, but it's good in fantasy football for everybody if there's more players getting points. Mm-hmm. Speaking of players getting points in unexpected spots, because of Ryan Tannehill. A pickup of mine is another wide receiver, Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. Um, You know, he was stifled by Mariota and his conservative tendencies. Tannehill doesn't care. He's going to air it out. He knows what the people want, and the people want 
points. Corey Davis this past week had 80 yards, one touchdown. The good news is he had seven targets. Corey Davis is a talented wide receiver, first round pedigree, freak athlete. Not the best hands in the NFL, uh, not a super uh, developed player, but with Tannehill chucking the ball, I like Corey Davis to be able to come down with at least a couple of those big throws. So I like Corey Davis, especially this week. They face the Bucks, So I like that Buccaneer matchup. Corey Davis, I I think you could do worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You definitely can do a lot worse. Um, And then my last guy was Kyle Rudolph. Um, He did really great this last game. Uh, Season high in catches, yards, and targets last week. uh, And that was due to Adam Thielen out with an injury. So kind of like you said i don't wish for anyone to get hurt i don't like people getting hurt but um it's good for kyle rudolph for kyle rudolph fantasy owners so if he's uh, owned in 27.5 percent of leagues um i think he's great for streaming so kyle rudolph against the redskins i dig it we will end our show today with my favorite it's segment. Mine too. i love it i think we're gonna rename it here yeah. we're gonna try something new we're gonna call it Step up. Step up. So instead of Glad's, we're going to call step it Step up. up. Similar to Channing Tatum uh-huh. in Step It Up. It's good DeAndre movie. Hopkins. It, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll let you make that <laughs> statement. Um, however, <laughs> Channing Tatum's a stud. You know who else was a stud who? this week? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. He stepped up in a major way. 12 targets. Yep. Love it. 106 yards, love it, and he returned to the end zone, got a touchdown. He stepped up in a major way. I like Andrew Hopkins. Welcome back to being arguably the number one fantasy football wide receiver. There you go. Um, I'll do my wide, wide receiver. I got Allen Robinson. Like we said, this Bears team is in shambles. We don't know what's going on. All we know is that the only good player is Allen Robinson. So he got 87 yards and a touchdown last game. Uh, game before that, uh, right before their bye, 97 yards and two touchdowns. He's really been the only consistent uh, wide receiver on this team. He's the 14th best wide receiver this year. So I, I like him. He's a step up. He stepped up. I've got a, a new nickname yeah. for my next player, yeah. John Brown. Yeah. I think we should start referring to him as the ladder because he is stepping oh, it. Oh boy. The, the whole reason why you wanted to rename the segment is to make puns. I understand now. Uh, John Brown, 83 yards and a touchdown. I mentioned it earlier, but there's only two players in the NFL with at least 50 yards yep. uh, in every single game this year. Michael Thomas and John, the latter Brown. Ladder. I love him. I think he is a legit back end wide receiver too rest of season you know people are sleeping on him he's got a great schedule he's a talented player and josh allen isn't a good quarterback so (laughs) he'll take some chances Mm -hmm. maybe he shouldn't take but i think that's all gravy for john brown i love him he made me happy this week and i think that'll continue all right uh i got latavius murray latavius murray he stepped it up uh after you know camara getting injured so very very good week um you should be very happy if you cuffed him or if you just picked him up off waivers um yeah he he really he i think he finished let's see was he the second best he was the second best running back this week so latavius murray (laughs) i like it darren bleeping waller 
He is the stairs because yeah. he is stepping it right. up. You got the stairs and the I ladder. I love this guy. The steps oh. go next. Is that what's going on? Oh, that's that's for a smaller step okay. up. Uh, Darren bleeping Waller. I had to check myself yeah. there because in my notes, I have a profanity okay. uh, in the middle of Darren Can't Waller. 126 yards, two touchdowns. If you drafted this guy, congratulations. You have a elite tight end, heavily involved. I love him. He's performing. He's awesome. He stepped it up in a major Even way. Waller. All right. Uh, last guy I have is Jared Goff. So we predicted this. We predicted that he was going to have a good game against the Atlanta Falcons. We thought this was going to be a barn burner. Um, 268 yards, two touchdowns. He also got a rushing touchdown in there. Fifth best quarterback this week. Uh, very happy for him. This is what we expected uh, at the beginning of the season. and re- He really hasn't performed till this week so jared goff is my last step up yeah and we are now replacing the sad department yep. with who sat in who gum sat in gum. So who stepped it up who sat in gum <laughs> sit down these are people who let me down they sat in gum they sat in their own yeah. filth let's start with this i'm gonna start with qb ones here's what? a list of quarterbacks who disappointed in a major way okay. matt ryan yeah. Tom Brady, yeah. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, Carson Wentz, Pat Mahomes. Right. That's a list of awesome quarterbacks who normally you'd be more than happy to have as your wide receiver or as your quarterback one. They all stank it up this week. Uh, some of them injury, yeah. some of them situation. Ooh, I don't feel good about mm-hmm. it, but that's a lot of people who made me sad this week. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of going to go along with that you missed one player uh for me that's jimmy garoppolo and i think that was very situational uh 12 for 21 151 yards an interception overall that was just not a good game for fantasy here's a player who sat in gum david johnson johnson yeah you know i think he was feeling iffy going into the game and after the first series i think he had to call it quits i don't think he was out there as a decoy i think he did genuinely want to play but unfortunately that does not help your fantasy team Mm -hmm. he crushed you uh hopefully you have chase edmonds yeah yeah he, he chase edmonds man heck of a game uh I'll go along with running backs. We got Devin Singletary, satin gum, seven carries, 26 yards. Uh, I thought, oh, he's going up against the Dolphins. This is a great game to have him back. Him and Frank Gore will both have great games. I was wrong. I was really wrong. Devin Devin Singletary, uh, satin gum this week. Not what I expected from him. Yeah, and this one might be a cop-out. But, you know, here's who let me down this week offenses that were supposed to be borderline good the chargers mm-hmm. looked terrible they look lost I mean, they have a lot of weapons offense without an identity. they have the yeah. weapons but they don't have an o-line yep. falcons Same their o-line thing, yeah uh matt ryan got hurt that was they're supposed to be good yeah. they were not mm-hmm. bears supposed to be a good oh, offense they have fallen apart in a major way and the broncos these were all offenses that, you know, were kind of sneaky. Um, you know, Chargers and Falcons were supposed to be a bona fide stud yeah. team. Bears and Broncos were under the flyer good offenses. Mm-hmm. They all were not good. Man, season of just crushed ex- expectations. Yeah. Hopefully next year will be better. Uh, and then my last satin gum player is uh, overreliable Larry Fitzgerald. Um, 
it, it was just a rough game overall uh, for the Cardinals passing game. Um, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, one reception, 12 yards. Really not what I wanted from him, but it was it was really all Chase Edmonds that game. So, Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, that was our recap of week seven. Yes, it was. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you stuck with us and appreciated it. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review and a, you know, hopefully a nice yeah. comment on our, wherever you choose to listen to us. We sincerely appreciate you listening to us and hopefully we'll be able to be with you again. Have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you later this week to go over the upcoming Ooh. fantasy football. Week. We are out of here.